It's the second episode of the Poncho Man's, uh, what, what did I decide to call it? Uh, pugilist, or predetermined pugilistic ponderings with the Poncho Man. That's the name. Uh, I just listened to the uh, first Podbean episode of the Marshall Matters Report, or the Marshall Matters Show, yeah. Anyways, uh, I thought I would do a quick podcast. I was going to do one after the pay-per-view, but uh, I went to go see some music that was described uh, as uh, Cascadian Dark Folk. Really wish that it had just been described as Renaissance Fair music because that would have made a lot more sense. Um, it was good. I had some friends play. Uh, Mike from Yob opened the show, but I missed him actually. And he does weird uh, uh, solo guitar into amp with a fan and it makes weird noises and it kind of sounds like Yob but without all the other bells and whistles. Uh, and, uh, then yesterday I, I went to Florence and, uh, ran around and yelled at the ocean and, uh, did DDP yoga in the ocean and took a picture to prove it. And, uh, cause I make jokes about, uh, how girls do that in nature all the time. Anyways, uh, we'll talk about wrestling and not, uh, random bullshit, um, and I'm going to kind of start with notes of other things and then get to the WWE stuff at the end, I think. Um, so Ring of Honor the last few weeks has all been from Japan, and it, I think I saw it all. I think we, at least both the Marshall and I saw it all. Uh, but it's kind of fun to relive seeing uh, Los Ignorables de Japón and uh, the House of Truth hug. It's always uh, wonderful, and I'm um, kind of just looking forward to the show uh, having more new episodes of stuff that I haven't seen. I think we probably all are, if we're watching it, looking at you. Anyways, uh, next, uh, Evolve. I caught up on Evolve 59, I think. I have yet to watch the WWN Super Show from that evening, um... I thought it was a pretty okay show. I uh, didn't write this down, but I remembered the uh, um, Drew Galloway, Johnny Gargano kind of heel turn of Drew Galloway was kind of funny. Uh, Him now being the king of the indies in a weird sense since he came from WWE and he's the TNA champion. Like, doesn't quite make a lot of sense, but whatever. Um, the main event was, uh, the hot shit high flyer of the moment, Will Ospreay versus Ricochet, the hot shit high flyer of the last two years. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I think I enjoyed it more than, uh, oh, I just got a, uh, text from the marshal. And, um... Yeah, I didn't read it. But uh, uh, I think I enjoyed it more than the Will Ospreay-Zack Sabre Jr. match. Partly because Zack Sabre Jr. has no character in my eyes. He's a British dude that does technical wrestling. 
Um, I've seen that. It was called William Regal, and William Regal always had the best shit-eating grins on his face, no matter what he was doing. Um, yeah. Uh, so Ricochet, now that he's King Ricochet, at least in Evolve, and has, you know, a couple more years of work under his belt, I just feel like, man, he's a far better, like, he's playing a face that is a heel, but he's not doing heel stuff. He's just smarmy because he's Ricochet and he's that good. Um, but he could totally lose and that would be fine and win and it's totally fine and you don't hate or dislike him or love him anymore. you just like, oh, okay, good job, Ricochet. Um, so, I don't know. That's my hot take on that, I guess. Uh, New Japan. I've not watched... Uh, Let's see, the event from the 27th and Dontaku, I guess, happened last night. And I've yet to watch that, obviously, too. I just wanted to comment. Did you realize that, uh, um, well, I'm sure we've re- realized, but I love the, uh, the feud of, uh, um, the young lion of blue eyes and the king of uppercut. Uh, going on and on and on and how the king of uppercut cannot figure out uh, how to get out of a Boston Crab and that makes me happy and uh, and I really just wanted to say their nicknames because I didn't know their nicknames until I saw some banners in the audience the other day and I thought it was funny that a you know guy that opens all the shows is called the king of uppercut I uh, don't know if you watched Lucha last week. The show started with Cage in a Cage, which was uh, the Johnny Mundo Cage match in a steel cage, obviously. thought this match was great. Uh, Taya, who I think is Taya Valkyrie in the uh, AAA or whatever, she was on the uh, Lance Storm House of... Thing, Lance, I don't know, his, his reality show from Canada. Um, and uh, for some reason, her outfit is just great to look at. And um, she's basically playing like Melina, but in a weird way. Because she's not anything like Melina. I don't know. I recommend it. It was good stuff. Um, and the end of the show, there is some like triple threat or four met, four team trios tournament thing i don't know it was good i just don't have any real big comments on it um then i guess the pay-per-view uh when i watched the pay-per-view i really liked the pay-per-view as a whole um too bad for uh enzo you know but whatever shit like that happens and i think it probably ended up giving more time to uh, Sami Zayn and Owens, which was just fantastic, as always. Uh, and the fact that it went on for two matches, basically, it just became like this running uh, running undercurrent to the show, which is what the whole feud should be forever. It should never end. It should be a running undercurrent. 
It, I mean, I don't think that they need to be attacking each other every week. I'm sure it will calm down soon, but uh, it's the same idea of uh, uh, Brett and Sean. It was a running undercurrent. They always hated each other, and they will always hate each other, except for when they hugged a few years ago. But uh, speaking of Bret Hart, as I said in my preview, he was interviewed saying that something about how he didn't give a shit about payback. It's funny hearing some other podcast reviews that I listened to say that Brett looked great and happy to be there. And I just thought Brett looked like he was doing his job and did his job. And, uh, his old man sharpshooter was, uh, an old man sharpshooter. It was what it was. Uh, I totally agree on Ambrose Jericho. Just like the match wasn't bad at all. It was actually a good match. I thought, but the Ambrose character, other than Mitch figured out, watch the show. Ryan actually remembered too. that uh, the plant's name is Mitch, but since now Mitch is dead, uh, I guess there's nothing all that great about the Ambrose character again, except that he had a plant named Mitch that died. Um, the main event, boy, this uh, was a fantastic match, and it would be just incredible if it wasn't for being overbooked with all the Stephanie and Shane and and I totally get it and it wasn't too bad because by the end I was still into the match and I was still stoked for it made me happy Reigns totally kept up with AJ who had a match that was totally different from anything he's been doing even in WWE lately, I mean, it was flips and jumps and craziness. And, um, but the psychology was the same as like in Japan. It was just really good. Um, and as you said, it's the, uh, or as the Marshall said on his last little podcast, that it's all about the competition. And it actually feels like it matters. Um, lately, and that goes from the beginning of the card of having uh, Owens and Zayn and Cesaro and The Miz all going after the um, Intercontinental title. Like, it's good stuff. Um, so I guess it, I wasn't going to do Raw until I watched Raw. I, uh, Started watching Raw at like 11 o'clock last night after I'd gone to trivia and the um, show started off hot with, you know, Owens coming out and interrupting the uh, the Bobsy twins there. And um, Cesaro and Owens had a great fun match. I think we always would like to see Cesaro and Owens wrestle. Um, and then I started to fall asleep. Which is odd that I think the marshal also said he f- started to fall asleep. And uh, the next hour or so was just suck. It was horrible. It was uh, poorly booked gold dust, our truth stuff that I had. It, oh, God. Somebody. Oh, God. I 
read something where or saw something where they described it as basically a divas match. Not a women's match, a divas match. And I was like, wow, that is the perfect um, way to explain that. And then the the New Day and Big Cass, I have no recollection of that match. I fell asleep, I think, and Ryan told me what it was in the morning, I think, and uh, we're, we were dreading watching the last hour or so of Raw this morning. Um, got up and st- uh, looked. Didn't really read wrestling news until I was farther done with the show, but saw that the uh, the, the Ryback apparently was sent home, and he's uh, upset with his position, and he wanted more money in his contract. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. Um, that yeah, he might be gone soon. Uh, he got a lot pushed on him really fast, and. Then, uh, through, I don't really think of any fault of his own, uh, got pushed down to the bottom really fast also, and I don't know if, like, maybe he did hurt CM Punk. Uh, his performance at the pay-per-view, I, I sent texts out that I loved it. I mean, he was healing it up, uh, it was so much better than their WrestleMania pre-show match. Um, I actually enjoyed watching it. Um, I think I maybe sounded like I enjoyed it a little bit more than the Marshall. Uh, but, um, the fact that he came out doing the, uh, CM Punk thing in front of Chicago was, uh, brilliant. Um, so anyways, the, uh, that leads us to the next thing I really remember. Well, I think there is a Divas match or, or women's match. Uh, with Emma and uh, Becky, that was actually good. I was awake for that. That was good. Um, not, I mean, Emma got a, a clean win after cheating, so there wasn't no wacky roll up, and which there was a there just seems to be a lot of wacky roll ups lately, and I'm kind of sick of the wacky roll up. But, I mean, it comes and goes. They get one thing in their brain of, like, oh, everyone has to interrupt every match to save face for everyone. And that goes on for oh, six months, and then it's wacky roll-up for six months. And why we can't have uh, winners and losers is news to me. But, you know, I'm not in charge. Uh, that leads us to the big... Uh, United States Championship thing, uh, Battle Royal, which was a shock. Have a Battle Royal that wasn't even advertised. Um, so, uh, here's the funny part. So, Ryan and I, in order, Ryan being my roommate, for the last, oh, month, I would say, to in order to uh, really uh, enjoy some of the times when we're watching wrestling and we want to shoot our faces off, uh, we have decided that... Uh, I don't remember if either of you remember this, or I don't know if you, either of you remember this, but uh, somebody was on Colt Cabana's podcast talking about how um, they were an extra for WWE 
and how nice Undertaker was to work with and how he talked with the going up. Okay, here we go. And we're going down and there we are. And thanks for business and shit like that. And it was very smooth talking and how apparently Undertaker really smelt really nice. Well, uh, we've decided that Rusev is just a pleasure to work with. And uh, we've been doing this, the, the Rusev voice. And, okay, here we go. I'm going to uh, hit you in the face. And uh, we've been doing it for weeks now to each other while we watch all his matches. And it has made Rusev into one of our favorite parts of the show. Now, uh... It could be just one of those you-have-to-be-there things, but if you watch his matches and just think in the sense that he is... Oh, and, oh, and it came where he said that he was the sexiest one, and we decided that he was Sexy Rusev, and Sexy Rusev smells really nice, and he's just a pleasure to work with. And now Kalisto is obviously going to be stoked for the next month or two because he gets the pleasure the pleasure to work with Rusev and it it smells just like Paco Rabanne or uh, man, it's gonna be great uh, I'm so jealous that I'm not there working with Rusev um, so yeah, I hope that uh, gives you uh, uh, something to think about when you watch Rusev, and maybe you'll enjoy his matches more. Uh, then the last thing, I guess, to talk about, we're at the 18-minute point. Well, this might be shorter than the last one. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, the main event was another good showing. Uh, oh, I did I did think I saw your, uh, or the Marshall's text message said something about the boot of doom needs some comments. Uh, I have no problem with the boot of doom. I like the boot of doom because uh, I like Hellboy. And the uh, right hand of doom is a good move. And the five five moves of doom. And uh, I think the boot of doom might even be better than the magic killer. Because I was never over... The magic killer wasn't really over with me, personally. Uh, yeah, no, the match was good. Uh, basic, you know... Three on three match. It told a story. Uh, love all the intrigue. Continue to love the intrigue. That's great. Like uh, Ryan was sitting here telling me that he wished that AJ had just hit him in the face. I think just in the sense that we hate Roman Reigns, and you know it's the same feeling after, especially after the pay per view. The same feeling that I had after watching say, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns last year um, the uh, at Fastlane, I think it was, is that Roman Reigns is a good wrestler. I think at this point in his career, he's better than uh, Cena was, which might be uh, um, like when Cena was put into the main event constantly uh, against, you know, Randy Orton and Edge, and that was the problem of why I didn't care for it was that Cena wasn't as competent of a worker and he was working with these guys that 
were very much the same uh, in my eyes. Like, Randy and Edge are just slightly better than Cena in a weird way, um, if that makes sense. But I, I, for some reason, Roman is better wrestler than Cena was at this point. Maybe that's my hot take. But um, it's the character. Whereas Cena had a completely, like, his character just it totally made sense. And, you know, whether you got behind him or not, like, was your own thing. Uh, but the wrestling was just not there. Whereas Roman's wrestling is way better. And the character is just trash. Uh, I mean, it's better lately, obviously, with the playing it right down the middle. I'm an angry good guy, a really angry good guy that does, you know, it's the uh, idea that did he punch AJ in the balls on purpose? Uh, Or was it not? It, It added to the intrigue of is this guy actually a heel or not? And it adds the intrigue of is AJ a heel or not? Which, yeah, as I said, Ryan was sitting here going, oh, AJ should have hit him in the head with the chair and gone full heel. And I said, yeah, but AJ is so good at being a babyface right now. And he's over. And the crowd likes him. He's like an actual babyface. The crowd likes him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he has some friends that kind of suck. But we all do. Um, and that's what makes storytelling great. Um, and, uh, do I have anything else to talk about? Uh, I don't really think I do. I, uh, um, probably need to go on the back porch and do some more yoga. And, um... I think I'm going to watch the last Road to Dontaku event today at some point. So when Don Taco, Don, Ta- Don Taco, when Don Taco shows up on uh, the uh, the old uh, XWT, maybe uh, I can watch that. Maybe late night Don Taco showing for me, which should be an amazing show. At least it's booked to look really good. Um I saw a, a weird little spoiler that didn't really spoil anything that I won't spoil at all um, because I had no idea what it really meant or entailed, but uh, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, will, uh, 23 minutes, so it's slightly longer. I uh, hope you guys are good. Uh hope... Uh, Tour, if you're on tour, I don't know if you're actually on tour, if you're just playing some shows over the weekend. Went well for the the Rusty Nichols, and um, maybe you're going to listen to this at work, Marshall, Matt, the Marshall. Da-da-da-da-da. Um, and uh, as always, end with a whimper. And... Uh, Talk to you later. Bye.